0: Welcome back to Very Good Enough. I'm Lane Dealing Churland, and it is two days before Thanksgiving. So Jessica Hover and I are off enjoying the holidays with our respective families, and we hope you are too. We wanted to leave you guys with this conversation that we had last year around this time. It's sort of about finding your innate, instinctive, healthy boundaries and giving yourself tons of permission to just really have what you need this holiday season, kind of regardless of what the expectations are or how things have gone in the past or what your families or in-laws or friends are doing or wanting to do or what you see on social media, we want to just really feel very free and empowered to think about what is special and vital and important to us and to our families and to really have and protect those things because this holiday is for you as much as it is for anybody else So I hope this conversation is meaningful to you. I also linked a few other conversations that we've had over the year or so that we've been doing this podcast that seem like they might be nourishing and supportive at this time. And if you feel like any of them are just like particularly resonant, send it to a friend, share the wealth, and we will be back next week with a new episode.
1: The reason we chose to talk about boundaries today is because the holidays are here. They're approaching and we're so excited about that. It is so fun, but already inside of our our community, the Very Good Mothers Club online community, we're getting messages from people being like, hey, I'm about to be with family who I haven't been with in a long time, and we do things differently, and they have strong feelings about certain things or strong preferences, or they say things one way and it comes off as criticism, and I don't know how to handle that. And so, really, what it all comes down to is a, a bit of boundary conversation, right? That's mm-hmm. why we want to talk about it. Lane has come equipped with a phone full of notes. If you're watching the video, you can see. So we're gonna let Lane take the bulk of like the meaty conversation we're having. And then at the end, I'm going to take an anonymous question that someone submitted. So the framework for
0: boundaries, I'm gonna call this segment boundaries by lane featuring dr sam because i work with a woman called dr sam raider who just did this very very beautiful course about boundaries which are my it's a topic that's my passion mm-hmm. anyways and i come to this equipped with some like very hard fought lessons mm-hmm. that i had to really find in young adulthood and it's been lovely at this moment in my life when i thought like i'm the boundaries lady um, to have gotten to work with this woman who has so much more to say about it and i'm the precious thing worth protecting actually came from her I love that um and i of course want to give credit where it's due so i'll I'll highlight which parts are me and which parts are her um but i do have a framework of boundaries that's it's very important in my work in early childhood but it comes out of just my experience of being a human and having to find out like what does it mean that you're you and that i'm me and that my environment exists and and that i exist separately from it And how do we, how close can we get Mm -hmm. before we become entangled and fused and enmeshed? Like, Mm -hmm. where, how, I do, because I want to be close to people. I want to connect and I want my heart is open. And there's like this lovely idea of like a playground of souls who just get to be together and experience one another. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know where you begin and the other person ends, then you end up in a space that is. Mushy and tangly and unsafe.
1: Yes, and we both have tendencies just in ourselves as as women to be uh, deep feelers. And I know I'll speak for myself. Codependency is something that I've I've struggled with and had to identify. Yes, yeah. Like, where is it? And sometimes it surprises me where mm-hmm. I'm like, No, I'm sure I'm not codependent here. And then I realize that there's something that's just a bit off. And it has to do with feeling other people's feelings and then trying to protect other people from the consequences of their. I don't know lives, and yeah, you and meshed is the word. You start to lose where you start and end, and theirs they start and end, Mm -hmm. and you become this one mushy, gooey, hard thing. It's not nice. It's not nice. It's not
0: safe. It's Mm -hmm. not respectful of Mm -hmm. yourself or of the other person, and it doesn't allow for flow. Yeah. So I used to think, and I felt very opposed to the idea of boundaries as the idea that when something's going wrong in a relationship, you need to nail down a list of rules Mm. that everyone's going to abide by and everyone has to agree to, and now it's my responsibility to force everyone to behave according Mm -hmm. to.
1: What would be What would
0: be an example of a list of rules somebody might? Connect with boundaries. When I was a young person, I was in a Christian circle trying to date. Oh, wow. and there were all of these things about either people who did want to date each other or people who like had a vibe but were trying to not date each other okay and it would be like well our boundaries are we don't hang out after this amount of time and we don't touch each other ever okay. and we don't this and we don't okay. that and he's not allowed to talk to me about this thing and there's okay. just like this list of bullet points of tiny little behavioral tweaks Got it. that are trying to control whatever the bigger thing is yeah. in the relationship mm-hmm. which in those circumstances was like seems like that's a person that you have a vibe with and is not healthy for you. So probably you need to not be near them. Yeah. You know, but it's like all these little kinds of things that controlling. mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and it puts the onus on one person or the other to like make it be that way. So now you're in this kind of tangly thing where you're sort of like either trying to be super rule Mm followy or you're like nitpicking like, Oh, that was outside of art. That was, and that was, Mm -hmm. what I have learned is that that's actually not what boundaries are Mm -hmm. foundationally okay boundaries are your pre-existing edges Mm -hmm. they're a thing that you have to find through exploration starting when you're two years old and you realize like I'm not the same as my mom and now I have to run into her and run away and crash again and and find out what it means that she's someone and that I'm someone and we spend our whole life doing this sort of subconscious exploration Mm -hmm. like what is me and what's not me and where where is the line between those two things Mm -hmm. so the thing that in my 20s that really like opened it up for me I was in a very entangled situation with somebody that was feeling so painful for me. And I read in a book that I can't remember, so I can't give accurate credit, but someone compared boundaries to your rib cage. Oh, wow. And it was like the sun break, like the sunrise for me of like, oh, I have this body. Mm-hmm. I already live in it. Okay, I don't have to build a rib cage. Yes. I just have it. Uh-huh. Its job is here to hold up my frame. Okay. And to protect my very most vital pieces, the pieces of myself that if I don't have those, I cannot live. Mm. If my rib cage were removed, I would puddle on the floor. Literally my frame, my whole frame would change Mm -hmm. and my heart and my lungs and my inside organs would be exposed and Mm -hmm. vulnerable and available in a way that would make me unwell, desperately, desperately unwell. So it's not my rib cage is not this list of rules that I have decided about where right. I'm like, I've got these precious things to protect inside mm-hmm. and I'm going to place this thing here and this thing over there. And, Oh, you didn't like that one. I guess I'll just yeah. move it. Like I can't move no. a piece of my rib cage it's just there already. Mm-hmm. And I can ignore it mm-hmm. to my detriment, Sure, but that doesn't make it go away. Right. Um, and so then to take the sort of like body analogy further, your kind of most foundational Existing boundary is your skin. Like you live in this body, it has this frame and it's encased in this skin. And if I were to come and cross that boundary, you would be wounded. Yes. And I would have damaged you. Right. And that's a problem in our relationship, even if you said, stab me (laughs) it's so generous of me I'll let you stab me Lane we would still whether or not we agreed to it be in a circumstance where like I have wounded you and I now have like the genuine guilt of having caused harm and you're harmed Mm -hmm. so it's not a negotiation between us Mm -hmm. of like what are are all the little the little rules and can you say yes and do I say Mm -hmm. no it's like actually I just live in this body and Mm -hmm. this is where the edge is and if something crosses here there is damage. Mm -hmm. Like these are pre-existing lines and edges that have to be respected in order for there to be health and wellness and appropriate flow between people. So that for me kind of relieved this pressure of like, gosh, I guess I have to make rules in all my friendships. Mm -hmm. I have to know what's good and I have to be the one to like control Control them. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, I got to explore like what where just find them i just find the edge Mm -hmm. i go oh something weird happened there that's so strange and think about what happened and go oh i I think that actually crossed one of my boundaries ah now i know where that boundary is and finding
1: the edge would look like an awareness of your own bodily reactions emotional reactions Mm -hmm. the feeling of tension when somebody says a certain thing yes. or treats you a certain way yes. invites you to a certain event and you feel overcome with an anxiety and attention but you feel like you have to say yes mm-hmm. but perhaps actually you could be aware of that situation to realize like oh those those cues going off in my body yeah could be a boundary like a flag that there's a boundary here. Yeah. You don't have to go do that thing.
0: Exactly the same as if you like bumped into me, I would be jostled and oh, go, yeah. oh, or if you stepped on my foot, I'd be like, oh, ow, that yeah. actually like, I need you to, you've now come yes. over too far and it's yes. ca- causing a response within yes. me. So they are instinctive. There's a piece of this that's about listening to like sort of just your animal responses yeah. to the things that happen in your life, particularly anger. Uh huh. Like when you feel angry, it's a message to you mm-hmm. from inside that something has happened that's not okay with you. Mm-hmm. Well, something is not okay with me. I am like pretty disassociated from my anger a lot mm-hmm. of the times. Um, anger seems like a thing that's bad that mm-hmm. I should be like, oh, sorry, I'm having such a response, mm-hmm. which of course I'm responsible for how I like, sure. react to things. Yeah. But the feeling of anger coming up inside uh-huh. is likely that someone has actually come into too close a proximity mm-hmm. and crossed over one of my existing lines and I need to go, oh, Okay, I hear the message. What Mm -hmm. should I do here? Great. I need you to move out of this piece of my territory. Mm -hmm. That's another good Dr. Sam one. She talks about um, like nature videos where there are like lions. Mm -hmm. And when another animal like comes into their space, Mm -hmm. it's like napping lion is suddenly like very aroused and upright and is like, whoa, hey, get up out of my space. But then when the other animal moves, we're back to napping. It's not this big drama. It's not like a whole deal. It's just there's an instinctive thing that says like, whoa, hey, Mm -hmm. this is space. mm -hmm." Yeah. And okay, great. Now we're back at it. Yeah. And it's just a knowing of
1: where, like where your lines are, which Mm -hmm. we learn over time. Something that comes to mind that we haven't talked about, but I think is totally relevant. So like sometimes you, you might find yourself with a person who is, uh, basically calling something a boundary, but then you're like, this seems off. Like it seems like something is just wrong. Uh, how can I express this? Okay. Here's the visual. And then you'll get it. If you have a sunburn and I give you a hug, Mm -hmm. my, my heart is coming from a place of love My expression of love is actually not an expression that would cause pain, Mm -hmm. but you have a wound. Yeah. So my expression of love hurt a wound. Yeah. So there's also this piece of awareness where we if we feel something and we're like, oh, this thing set me off. And then you're processing with your loved ones and they're going, Oh, like, honey, that that's actually not. I don't know if that's a boundary. I wonder, is there a wound somewhere back there mm. that needs to be addressed in helping you identify your boundaries? Right. Because we could, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of certain people I love, that we could walk around with boundaries, which are really a wall keeping us from a lot of goodness. Mm-hmm. And the wall is there to protect us from something that's really painful right, right now. And if we can address whatever the pain is, then we can actually build a door into the wall and let some people in and it can be really precious so I think even in that it's figuring out like what are the things that set you up that that they're like the flags waving like oh this is a red flag my husband calls them black flags or something that's like this is the problem Yeah, we don't do that But if you're finding like, oh, but everything is setting me off or these things that are actually not problems, they're fine, but for whatever reason, they really hurt. It could be as simple as the picture of a sunburn with a hug. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, go address that. Give yourself space to figure out why did that thing stir something up in you and you can have a boundary until you're getting healed. So nobody can hug me until my sunburn is healed. After it's healed, would love a hug.
0: You know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'm the precious thing worth protecting. Yes. Like protecting can mean what you need it to mean Mm -hmm. at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And then it gets to shift. Yeah. When that area doesn't need to be protected anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. I like this. I love that. I like it too. A a
1: practical. Yes. About holidays. Okay. I love practicals.
0: This was another big one that was super eye opening for me as a young person. Um, I had a meeting to go to with my family where I knew that it was going to be sticky and nasty and that something mm. gnarly was going to happen. I was sitting with a person who was like a therapist, more or less, and was like, I'm going to have to go to this thing. It's going to be like this. It's going to be so painful. My mom's going to this, and it's going to be like that with my dad, and then I'll have to live with the brothers, and the." And he was like, don't go. And I was like, uh, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. No. Did you, not, did you not hear about my <laughs> family meeting? My mother yeah. will be in attendance. <laughs> I uh, have to go. Uh-huh. And he was like, no, it's a Thursday. You can have breakfast with your friends on Thursday. You can go to the beach on Thursday if you'd like. You can go to Orange County and have this meeting with your family if you choose. How
1: old were you? 23. 23, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I did go to that meeting. That thing did happen. But the return of the power to me saying, actually within your own self and like your structure exists mm-hmm. the power to decide what you do on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You don't have, no one's putting you in a car and compelling you to go do this thing. Yeah. Actually your choice starts way before like, what do I do when my mom says Yeah, it starts at <sighs> I am a person. What do I, what do I need? Mm-hmm. What do I need? Yeah, Like where, what is the value? What is good for me? Mm-hmm. And, By me, like you could extend that around to your family too. What is good for this family that I've made for these children? What do I wanna do for Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. What should we do for Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. What would be fun for us? What would be joyful? What would make us feel safe and Mm -hmm. full? Great, I'd like to go see my family. Mm -hmm. How can that happen? in a way that people are not gonna cross over Mm -hmm. these existing boundaries and cause damage because they don't want to. They're my family who loves me. Nobody's trying to hurt me. There just are these things in life that like I now get to know because I'm the adult, I'm no longer the child in this circumstance. Like I get to assess what belongs to me, where are my edges, where are the edges around my family and my family culture, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Like where's the rib cage that Mm -hmm. makes sure that my most vital things for me and for this family get protected when I go into this new space. And the first one gets to be, I'm not coming. Mm -hmm. I love you guys so much. I'll let you know about Christmas. I would Mm -hmm. love to FaceTime you on Thanksgiving. I hope you have a wonderful time. I just wanna put a bunch of permission out to say like, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. If you go, you also get to have an exit plan. Yeah. You get to know between you and the other adult in your family, if these things happen, mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and head home mm-hmm. and we're going to finish up on our own. Yeah, Like you for yourself, you don't even have to tell your family <laughs> about right. that part, but you get to go and you get to leave whenever you'd like. Mm-hmm. And we can feel very trapped when we're not used to protecting our own edges and holding our space. Totally. Like I have to go do this thing. I have to stay till the end. I'm beholden no I, matter
1: what happens. I to can me. hear someone saying, yeah, but if I don't go, they're going to lose it. They're going to be so mad. They're going to Whatever. What would you say to that?
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But if that's the thing that puts you in danger—that or not even danger, but like threatens the things that are vital and important for mm-hmm. you—whether that's the way that your children get treated in their interactions with other adults, whether that's the way that your sister speaks to mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. or like you have this brother-in-law who's always this way, mm-hmm. and I actually like yeah. really triggers something because I have a wound because of yeah. wherever, like whatever the vital things are inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not my preferences. Sure. There, a lot of things can happen that aren't my preference, but knowing like actually this, like I feel this kind of anger that tells me this is not okay. And mm-hmm. I'm actually going to not have this in my life. Yeah, They might, they might get mad at you. Mm-hmm but you're the precious thing worth protecting. Mm -hmm. Their feelings belong to them and you can work through feelings with your family and you can care about them and love them, but know like your responsibility is the thing that lives inside your proverbial skin or like inside the edges that stretch around your family.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm sorry if there's somebody who's gonna feel really mad about that in your life, but you deserve protecting. Totally, and then the gift is, Knowing this, knowing you have permission not to go, means you are entirely involved in the decision to go. So Mm -hmm. now you're going as a whole powerful person. There's nobody to resent because you're making the decision. You're going and it's gonna be great. But in going, there may be some things you need to communicate on Mm -hmm. the front end about your time together. Will you speak to that? You can, with yourself, Spend some time,
0: try to think about like, what are a couple of things? If this is brand new for you, just pick like two. What are the two things that would be really important for me to thrive and have flow and feel like I know what my entity is separate Mm -hmm. from their entities Mm -hmm. in this space? Just like two. And then you call your mom Mm -hmm. and you be like, mom, I'm so excited to have Thanksgiving with you this year. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I'm gonna make this pie. I've been looking forward to it. Um, I do wanna let you know ahead of time, I'm not gonna talk about this thing fill in the blank thing Um, it causes a problem for me I really want to enjoy our time together I'm actually quite committed to enjoying our time together and what that means for me is that I'm gonna not talk about that so I just want you to know ahead of time if that subject comes up I'm gonna go ahead and excuse myself and just circle back later also Um, my son is going to have a nap every single day from this time to this time. And I'm making plans on my end to make sure that that's okay. We have our own car, but I just want to let you know, like whatever, however the plans go in the day, the priority for me is going to be that he's going to sleep from this time to this time in a bed. Yeah. So I'm going to be in the car. I'm not bringing a playpen. I just, just a heads up for you so that you know how to, you know, anticipate. Um, so I love you and I'm really excited to see you. There's no negotiation. There's no, what do you think? There's, this is what I'm going to do. Love you, can't wait to see you. It's gonna be the best. Oh, I actually gotta
1: go. <laughs> see ya. Yeah. Quick. It's great.
0: Clear. Yeah. No negotiations. Yeah. Because you're not in like a tactical, what mm-hmm. should we do about our relationship? You mm-hmm. are identifying your edge mm-hmm. and you're just letting them know this it's is how right I, here. this is how I'm gonna be. Yeah. And it's not, mom, you can't say this yeah. to me and mom, you can't ask me to do this other thing. Yeah. It's I'm not gonna talk about this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and excuse myself. Also, I'm going to make sure that my baby sleeps. Mm-hmm in a bed Mm -hmm. at this time.
1: Yeah. And then when you go and every time it's nap time, somebody goes, Oh really? You're leaving, but we were just going to do this thing. You just hold it. you just, I I actually just did this. I went on a trip. I was with people that I love, but also kind of tumultuous um, circumstances. And I held to the nap thing. And I, it was always, I will be leaving to go back to the place where I'm staying for my daughter to have a nap. And I just, I just held it. And I just held it even, even when emotions were expressed of like timing differences or whatever. It was my commitment to me to not waver on it because I tend to be mushy. I tend to be like, oh my gosh, this feels a certain way for you. And I just chose like, nope, this time around, I'm not going to do it because it's hard enough to go on trips with a little baby or a toddler. It's extra hard if they're sleep deprived and I, I'm sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. And so it just wasn't, a line I wanted to cross and it went really well and everybody I, this you say this but everybody was excited for the most part to honor that boundary yeah. There were moments of like, really? But she's still sleeping and we want to go to lunch. Mm-hmm. And so I just was like, yeah, I'll meet you. I'll meet you there. You just tell me where. And if you guys are ready to order, I'll tell you my order. And yep, when she wakes up, we go. And it was just the commitment that I had yeah. communicated ahead of time. But overall, they're excited to do it. And they even build the day around it. And it's, it's the idea that they're excited to love me in a way that feels loving. Mm-hmm. So if I can communicate what feels most loving, Yeah then we all are on the same page and it goes really well. Yeah, your clarity sets them up to successfully love
0: you, which they want to do. They're trying to love you, they're Mm -hmm. just doing it their way according to their training, according to the old patterns. Yes, But you saying, This is how it is. This Mm -hmm. is how I am. This is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. My edge is not going to move. Mm -hmm. There are people who are unfamiliar with boundaries, and we'll need to test that. It's new. They're like, whoa. We have this like inside thing that makes us want to be like, really, really, yeah. Uh And then you're like, yeah, absolutely, really, still here, still holding, really, love you, bye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It actually feels so good on the other side most of the time. Mm -hmm. And you'll there are people in the world who are super wounded, and they're going to respond in a a very wounded way, and that's just one of our Mm -hmm. facts of life. But for the Most part with tiny little children all the way up to old 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 men Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh the feeling of (laughs) a person who's clear and solid and Uh firm and loving yeah holding themselves Mm -hmm. and being clear with you everyone knows what to do oh it's refreshing yeah
1: and then when you have the boundary set and you're holding to it there's a wholeness in you and kind of a fullness that when you're with these people, you're gonna love them better. You're gonna love them more intentionally. You're gonna connect more deeply. Mm -hmm. There's not gonna be that oozing of resentment and frustration because there doesn't need to be because you guys talked through what needed to be talked about and you're not talking about the things that would potentially cause little Mm -hmm. grenades to go off. And you know what you're gonna do so it doesn't matter how they respond to you because you've got you, you're the one holding your line. Yeah. I did tell someone recently that they were not allowed to yell at me. Mm. And it it felt like kind of funny because you shouldn't have to tell someone that. But at the same time, I had taught some people that they were allowed to yell at me. Mm. And uh, it felt important to say otherwise. And then now that it's been lived out where I'm not on the receiving end of yelling phone calls, yeah. it's really good. It's really good overall. So I think- It can be as obvious as that. So somebody submitted a question, basically they're gonna go visit in-laws and the in-laws are very focused hyper focused on the toddler's eating habits and continue to offer i think it's meant to be loving but it comes off as very critical advice Mm -hmm. like they're not eating enough or they're not eating the right things or they're not eating with the right utensils or whatever it is and so the mother uh was writing to us saying i'm not really sure what to do about this i just feel bad about it when they say it i feel upset i feel insecure i feel like my child's doing just fine and the doctor's not concerned about their eating habits and so the question came up in the community and we actually processed it on a call but one of the main things i would say to anybody who is going through something similar because i think it's a really common experience Mm -hmm. is whether they're your parents or your in-laws they're most likely coming from a place of love, probably like obsessive love for this child and really wanting to see this kid be so healthy. And Mm -hmm. often they're not thinking you're doing a bad job, but we as the parent are already pretty insecure and hyper-focused on our own kids doing okay. So ideally you're in a situation where your parents or in-laws think you're doing a good job but they are coming off critically for a number of reasons. Uh, one that came up was cultural. So this sure. family was a cross-cultural family and they were saying like, the way that one side of the family speaks is direct and blunt and feels offensive to the other culture, but the other culture would come off soft and sugar-coated, mm-hmm. which is actually offensive to the other. So so there's that element to yeah. it. There's the element of just assuming love, so you don't go into it assuming they are critical of you. And then there's the clear communication piece, which either could look like you speaking to your in-laws saying, hey, I appreciate you saying this. I know it's coming from a place of love. The doctor's not at all concerned about this little one's eating habits. And actually, I'm not either. If you want to know, I'm picking some other battles right now. Here are the things I'm thinking about. Since you love this kid so much, you could even join my team in helping to ensure that this kid is doing X, Y, and Z. Love that. Or, or... In addition to and you could do both you could enlist the your partner because if these are your in-laws your partner to talk to their own parents Mm -hmm. on behalf of you guys as a family unit and so then they could say like if it was me and Sean he could speak to his own parents and say hey I know you guys are coming from a really good place but it's actually creating some anxiety um, in In Jess around her parenting and she's doing a really good job and the little one is is healthy and safe so let's not do that anymore and if you are really concerned about the eating feel free to reach out to me Mm -hmm. your child and we'll process it through and if you have great ideas all then decide if that's something we should bring to the partner and the child or not and I've seen all of that go really well and most of the time if you're dealing with healthy individuals right whole healthy individuals yeah it goes really smoothly and everybody is thankful for the clarity oh thanks okay. so much I thanks for at least acknowledging that I'm coming from a place of love mm-hmm. sorry it was coming off critical I don't mean that I'm really excited about your parenting you know sometimes it could just lead to a lot of love and affirmation yeah and sometimes it just leads to we don't address this topic because we disagree and that's fine mm-hmm. we're also allowed to disagree and still have a really connected relationship and be really supportive of this grandchild.